0: What's up, Vortex Nation? We got 10 minutes here with Mr. Ryan Muckenhearn to talk about the evolution of rifle scope tube sizes. And uh, Ryan joins us here because Ryan has been in the industry, whether selling firearms at a gun shop or working with different firearms related companies, and now working for Vortex, of interacting with many different scopes over history. And Ryan, it used to be the case, especially here in the US, that kind of one inch scope tubes reign supreme. Now there's 30 mm scope tubes and consumers are getting 34s and 35s and shoot even now a 40 millimeter tube came out. I mean, what's been the evolution of this? What's what's going on there? Well, it's a good question. I think it's pretty
1: subjective and, and open, uh, you know, to some interpretation. Um, going back many years ago, when I was a, a retailer, a very young guy, it was kind of one of my first real jobs behind the counter in a shop. One of my optics reps came in with. Uh, the new line for this particular company, and we opened it up, and and there was a, a rifle scope that was this this newfangled thing that was a 30-millimeter tube. And w- we're all looking at it and like, wow, that's really incredible. But the looming question was, why? Um, <laughs> and I think at the time, he was pretty straightforward with it, and he said, well, you know, the 30-millimeter tube is it's kind of a, a a new way that we can improve some small little attributes of optical performance and, and this, that, and the other thing, I think the perception was, is that it was like way too radical and far too European.
0: Oh, um, right, right. Yeah.
1: And, and and so interestingly enough, that particular optic didn't do very well for us. And then I think it, it was ultimately discontinued several years later. Now one inches are kind of the thing of the past and 30s seem to be taking off. I think. Right. I think we see a lot
0: of 30s. Even lo- in hunting.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it comes down to a few things. There's, there's some misconceptions that we should address, and I think there's some, some definite points of, of talking on a 30-millimeter tube. I think f- from what I gather and from what I hear at a lot of shows and on the telephones and things like this, is there, there's still a, a perception that a 30-millimeter tube is going to drastically improve the amount of light that you see in a low-light situation um, with your rifle scope. And that really is not true every time. Um, there's, there's some caveats to that. In reality, when we're looking at a 30-millimeter main tube, what we're doing is we're increasing the, the internal size of that optic in which we can now stuff more adjustment or a larger field of view or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And with that, there is some room um, to, to start looking at, well, is it a brighter image? And this depends entirely on optical system and, and a whole bunch of conversations get right. into that. But, but really, it's for adjustment, field of view, or a combination of both. Yeah. When we water
0: it down this optical. simply making it a bigger tube does not make optics better. It's no, the stuff not that all. comes along with having more room to play with.
1: Correct. Um, and so within a given line, you can have a one inch scope that will all perform uh, a 30 millimeter tube in low light, depending on optical system, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's kind of become the acceptable norm, though, like 30 millimeters, the benchmark. Um, and I think there's also a lot of, like, ring and mount support for this, and that's kind of what's growing this, whereas maybe 10 or 15 years ago, um, like when I had gotten started, most everything was one inch. Um, yeah, it's and, probably hard to find 30-mil rings. It was, yeah. it was. It, and I sit and try to think about it, and I can't remember having a lot of 30-millimeter options on the, on the rack, on the pegboard. It was almost all one inch, um, and 30-millimeter was kind of a special order thing. At the time, I'd never heard of a 34 or 35 millimeter scope until, um, you know, years later uh, when we started seeing some of the the more long range and, and um, kind of precision rifle-esque rifle scopes built.
0: Um, now, at that point, having already gone through the one inch to 30 mil thing, were you mm-hmm. kind of like, I guess this is just the next thing? Or were you like, pump the brakes? Like, we just were at one inch and now we're at these massive... Gigantic toilet paper roll size scope tubes. So, before working for an optics company,
1: I was, I was under the understanding that that just meant better, and oh, with, sure. with really no reason as to why. Why was it better? What what are we gaining or what are we losing or anything like? It was like it's thirty four, it's thirty five, it's bigger, it's better. Um, yeah. Now working for an optics company, I have a completely different feeling and understanding about this but but it, is, it has been interesting to see and and i think that it's going to continue on getting bigger until we change the shape of a rifle scope completely into something
0: totally right. different truth be told i i kind of thought you know i saw a little bit of the of the tail end of that kind of major transition of 1 inch to 30 mils though i don't think 1 inch will ever go away because no. there's it's it's one of those things it's grandfathered in yeah. it's it's I wish it was like the manual transmission, even though I think the manual transmission may eventually go away. We'll it's just call just... it the thirty out six of the rifle scope tube. Daggers. Exactly, it's the thirty odd six. Thank you. Uh, so it'll never really go away, but the thirty mils are kind of here, and, and they're they're the more popular thing. And I, no doubt, I remember thinking to myself, and I I thought to myself now, uh, still at this point, like, well, that's that's where we're going to stop because the thirty mil just makes sense. And now there's a lot of 34s and 35s. And I was like, strictly for for precision stuff, yep. you know, but that's kind of not really the case always anymore. And, and like I said, now, you know, our friends at another brand have come out with a 40 millimeter tube in a hunting scope. And I'm kind of like, what is, what's going on here? Like wh- will tubes just continue getting bigger? Will they eventually taper off? Uh, look at us asking this question. We're, working in an optics company right. it's it's i, intru- I think it's va- it's
1: valid I, I as the evolution of technology changes and evolves and, and we in an industry or we as um, a company or or as a whole discover new ways that we can incorporate technology and utilize technology form factor changes i think that's the inevitability i mean yeah. look at look at the sony discman Uh, you know, (laughs) that everybody have. I found mine the other day, and I looked around for a CD to put into it and listen to it, and I didn't have it. And now, like, we we have devices for carrying our
0: music on that are the size of a matchbook, so... Right. Right. And it kind of makes you wonder, too, like, at what point will mounting your scope in rings even not be, Mm -hmm. like, a thing, you know? At what point will it just be where you buy one unit and everything is in it? You know, there's no... I'll be honest. I think it'd be pretty sweet if you could make it happen because it would elim- eliminate a lot of the error that, admittedly, probably happens in the mounting process. A overwhelming majority of errors that people uh, encounter are from the mounting process, you know. But then all of a sudden, if you start talking about that, you're talk- you start talking about likely changing rifles and yeah, the yeah they look correct and work and perform and function and...
1: and and we've seen that too if we go way back um back before even one inch was a thing back when seven eighths inch diameter was a thing and a couple <laughs> of of like interesting oddball dimensional choices for rifle scope tubes when the when the adjustments were on the external of the rifle scope oh yeah like like the old Lymans and and um winchesters and and stuff like that um and uh you and optics that that were as long as the rifle's action and barrel and everything was out there. Like, that was the acceptable form factor. Fast forward 20 years, it then changed to internal adjustments and spring systems. Fast forward 20 years, we went from a scope that's 20 inches long to a scope that's 12 inches long. And we're seeing that shorten up more and more and more every half decade or so. So technology changes, form factor changes. Yeah, what's what's on the event horizon in 10 years? He's mm-hmm. going to be neat. Yeah, he's, yeah. Unrecognizable, it's, maybe. I it's don't know. wild.
0: It's wild. Especially the way that things continue to just like seem to grow exponentially. You mm-hmm. know, technology. You look at the last like two thousand years, and the biggest and craziest technological technolog- technological inventions have happened within the last like hundred and fifty. Yep. Whereas there was a lot. There's many hundreds of years back then, and I'm not discounting engineers of. Any time, because you look at any historical piece, and you can always kind of look at things and be like, "It's incredible that somebody from that time period could have thought of this." So, don't get me wrong; there's been brilliant minds since the dawn of time, but it just seems like stuff has now, now that you have that basis of really good technologies that that engineers have come up with over time, it's like people are just building upon that mm-hmm. rapid succession. Mm-hmm. What no, will no. happen to tube sizes? Which, will they be tubes? Will they be tubes? Which do you prefer? Will they be squares? <sighs> What do you prefer? A thirty? One.
1: Well, it's situational. I I I guess only it depends. Have a I have a minute. I have to like quick audit everything I have. I've had kind of everything. I've got one inch. Well, heck, I've got seven eighths inch, I've got one inch, I've got thirty, I've got thirty-four, I've got thirty-five. Everything serves a purpose. A lot of my one-inch scopes are are on classic hunting rifles, our lighter weight rigs or our ultralight rigs. Um, a lot of my thirties are kind of filling a a niche across all spectrums here i mean from long range precision to even lightweight hunting yeah um so i'd say overall like i'm trending towards 30 millimeter as my mainstay and go-to at this
0: time at this time that could change that could change be curious to know what other people out there listening as we come up on 10 minutes of this thought provoking conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're out there, what tube size do you find yourself getting the most of, and where do you see tube sizes going in the future? Mm-hmm. Profound. Ooh. Getting chills. Yes. Three, two, one. Mr. Muckenhern, thank you for joining us.
1: It was my pleasure. It's been a
0: great 10 minute talk. Appreciate it, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.